The Topo Chico's already been popped. So <laughs> Topo Chico is already popped. Yeah, All it's right. it, already, it already was popped and now I'm just drinking it and we're starting. <laughs> so yeah, so this well, week welcome to Top, top plays, plays with Warden Tyler. Um, we gotta talk about fantasy. I think that's like the most like we gotta kick off. We'll get to the the recaps of our, our matches and whatnot, but uh if you've been following along to any of these episodes you know that I have Derrick Henry on my fantasy team and he's been just an absolute beast this year. Like he's 40 points better than the second yeah. place running back. And he uh, broke his foot. <laughs> so he's probably going to miss the rest of the regular season. Best case scenario, he would come back for like the fantasy playoffs. But that's like absolute best case scenario. Right. Probably yep. not likely. Um, and it really just sucks when you have an injury like this in fantasy. Um, fortunately for me, I do have Dalvin Cook and Kamara still. That's the sure. fortunate aspect. Yeah. But it's still like yeah. I, I don't have my bench because I made a couple trades. Um, from the last episode, I traded for Jamar Chase uh, by sending um, Eli Mitchell, which I or Elijah Mitchell, which I ha- wish I had now. Uh, I traded him and Mike Williams to get Jamar Chase. So I looked like a really good starting lineup, but then with him hurt, that means Cordell Patterson's going to be like in every game for me now. So the truth of it is it really sucks obviously for Henry and it sucks for Tennessee Titans. Really? Yeah. Really bad for them. And for the majority of people that have him on fantasy, because they don't have, they probably have an average running back in place. But for you, you still have Kamara and Cook. So you'll probably yeah. be okay. <laughs> it just because what I was doing is um, I traded for Kamara on his bye week. So he was out that week. Right. Then the week after that, it was Cook's bye week. So I never really had – this is the first time I had all three going in the same week. And um, – Jeez, that's insane. That's yeah, yeah. And my receivers, just so people, aware, I had, I just traded for Jamar Chase, and then I already had Stephon Diggs. Um, Thank you. Welcome. You welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, but 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 uh, Harris has been pretty good. Like he's been pretty solid now. Yeah. Like he's he's really easing into yeah. that starting role for New England. Um, yeah, yeah. So for anyone, that, yeah, for, for anyone that doesn't know, Tyler traded me. Harris for New England uh, as a running back because he knew I was hurting. Uh, he traded me him. He also traded me Juju Smith-Schuster, who's still hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, he's out all season. And who else did you trade me? A.J. Green. A.J. Green, who has been not playing well, but Harris has been doing very well. So that so yeah. I, it's paid off for the most part just because of that. And – I'll be honest, I was a little bummed after this week. Like, uh, one, it was just like, which this will tie into it is, uh, so it, it, like I said, if people have been listening, I'm a massive Steelers fan. And uh, I, I, I like Tom a lot. I think he's a fantastic coach. Um, I don't get when people do criticize him because he's never had a losing season. He's one of the best coaches you could have. I mean, in, in my personal opinion, like, He's not the best. I think still Bill Belichick is probably the best coach, but 
I think Tomlin's got to be top five. If you know, I'm not complaining the list or anything. I'm just saying he's at least top five. He has to be. He has a Super Bowl. He's never had a losing season. That's great. But um, he made such a dumbass call to go for it on fourth down, which I'm fine. If you want to go for it on fourth down, that's cool. But our offense, and I, put, I know I say R a lot. <laughs> I have no affiliation with the team. I don't play with them. But like, that's fine. That's what sports fans do. The Steelers' offense has not been. It's not good this year. It's just. It's. It's okay. Um, so, I'm fine if you want to go for it on fourth down. But you have Ben out there, even though I think Ben's like awful this year. And well, the past two seasons he has been great. But go for it. That's fine. But to do a fake field goal at an opponent's web uh, opponent's uh, website, an opponent's uh, stadium. Um, to get your kicker injured and then not have a kicker. That was the, <laughs> it's like, we didn't have anyone else that could kick. Like the punter couldn't kick. No one else could kick. We couldn't even go for a field goal. That was right. Like 22 yards or 25 because it was a two take it back seven. So nine, it'd been like a 19, 20 something yard field goal. Maybe 21 max. Still couldn't go for that. And right. It's like, we're not a team that scores a lot of touchdowns. So we needed our kicker. And then to get him injured, I, like I'm fine with this week. Like it sucks having him out. He still is in the concussion protocol, but at least we can sign someone. We didn't have one in that game. And so I was very frustrated and salty. I saw where Derrick Henry got injured, but he got playing that game. So I didn't think it was serious. And then to find out later, it was right. You know, he had a fracture in his foot. Broken foot. Yeah. So it, it was very frustrating. Um, and I looked at my fantasy team and literally everyone shot the bed, like everyone. Um, and it sucks because uh, everyone didn't do bad. Like most people at least had 10 points, which is what I think we discussed this earlier. That's what you kind of want. If everyone can get you at least 10 points, that's pretty good. But the only thing is the quarterback, right. you want to get about 20. And my quarterback uh, is Jalen Hurts and they were beating the Lions so badly. He got pulled in the third quarter and he had 11 points and they ran it in four times and he's been running it in all the time. There's that train. Um, the train's been going for like three minutes. You just heard it? Yeah, I just heard it now. <laughs> See? Um, but he didn't get any of the four touching, touchdowns running in. And so right. he got me 10 points. So, in essence, everyone did get me 10 points, except for, you know, I would 10 more points from the quarterback and I would have won that game. Uh, I actually lost by 10. But like I said, I don't feel right. too bad because. Um, I mean, obviously it sucks losing Henry, but I'm saying I feel okay about my team at least. Uh, I have Cordero Patterson, who's been pretty good. He'll basically be uh, my flex player. And um, if Jalen Hurts just gets at least 20 points, I'm still okay. Like, I can still get about 100, 105 points a week, and that's, can't ask for more. So that's that's my fantasy yeah. uh, life this week. So this is, like, the first week I've really had to, like – just be upset about something like all day yesterday um is my grandparents like 65th anniversary so a bunch of families getting together and all morning i'm sweating out this like mri that he's having about his foot and so this is the first week that i've been really because like the one thing it sucks that mccaffrey's out but he's coming back whereas henry is done done hopefully sucks like at least i I would have hope like oh he's only gone three or four weeks i just manage it for three or four weeks he's probably not coming back (laughs) so Gronk was supposed to come back. He too. played like nine plays or five plays or something, and then went out with back spasms and was out. So that hurt you, right? But tell the yeah. listeners, tell the listeners about yeah. your. So first, first off, 
Let me just say, losing in fantasy gets easier. The more it happens, the more you get used to it. <laughs> you can't so, have any more fantasy football. I'm used to So as you just mentioned, Gronkowski, I was so excited. I didn't expect him to do a lot because he was just coming back. But I expected him to do something. And the reason why is because your main tight end, Mark Andrews, was on a bye this week. Right. So Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson were both on bye. So I had Gronkowski starting. I thought he would do something because I think I think Brown was also out, if I remember correctly. Yes, he was. Out. Right. So they needed someone that could catch the ball. Uh, the Bucks did. So, anyways, I played I played Gronkowski. Gronkowski got me zero points. Zero point zero zero. On top of that, Leonard Fournette who has been doing really well. He only got me 4.3 points. I had put in Ty Hilton in place of Beasley because Cole Beasley has not been doing very well at all. So I picked up Hilton. Hilton only got 2.7 points, whereas Kyle, uh, Cole Beasley got 12. He's uh, had, he literally had his best game of the season when he pitched him. Right. Because <laughs> Cole Beasley right. has been awful this year. Like that uh, last week, remember we were talking and I was like, I would probably play AJ Green because I think he just has a better chance and he did score more points, but man. Yep. Yeah. So uh, since Lamar was out, my backup quarterback was Jones and Matt Jones has been playing pretty well and they beat, they uh, New England did beat the Chargers, but he only got me 12 points. Uh, my saving grace was Debo. I forgot you started him this week because of I forgot that yeah. you know your quarterback's out. I was like, you started him, but I mean, yeah, and I didn't expect it to do that bad as not as bad as he did. Uh, Debo Samuel though got me 21 points. Uh, Harris, who we were talking about earlier, got me 14. Pollard didn't do anything either. He only got me 2.7. My saving grace was my kicker got me nine. So when all was said and done, I had a whopping (laughs) 68.42 points this week in fantasy. I was up against Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill of... And Hardman. Yeah, and Hardman. (laughs) She had three offensive players, basically, and you had a very small lead, and it was like, oof. So I didn't have anyone. I had the only person I had playing was my kicker because I do have Butker, uh, the kicker for Kansas City. And like I said, he had nine points for me. So I went in. I was projected to lose very badly. And like I said, I only got 68.42 points. I ended up winning because my opponent only got 57.9 points. So. <laughs> you win because the, basically the, the Kansas City Chiefs have just had been awful. Like, like they're, they're, I don't know what they're just, they're really bad. Like well, they were the, they're playing yes, the giants. The giants aren't yeah. good. And they looked terrible against the giants. Now I did watch the game. Um, I watched, right. I missed, I did. I missed the succession on, uh, on, uh, Sunday because I was watching a horror movie and so um, I punted watching Succession Sunday to Monday night and so I watched it instead of the game until I tuned into the game with like I think six minutes no I think it was 
10 minutes to go in the fourth quarters when I had it on and I was just like brushing my teeth, kind of like getting ready for bed at that point, kind of watching it. Right. But, Which is why we are recording on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I won. Uh, it's only my second win in fantasy. It's in for the whole season. And the fact that I won with such a horrible score is just crazy. It's so bad. And it wasn't, I mean, yes, she was hurt because it was Chrissy I was playing against, correct, in our fantasy league? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes, she was hurt by them not doing as good as you would expect from the Kansas City players, but she was more hurt by, by – I mean, she she only had two players in double digits. That was Patrick Mahomes and Hill. So, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill uh, came together for – 31 points. That was it of her. Plus what hurt her as well is um, that's, this is the thing that sucks about injuries on like a Monday because she has Barkley who was still questionable. Do anything. Yep. And he didn't even play yesterday. So if no, he ended up being out, he ended up being, I know out. And I get, I don't know if she didn't pay attention or if she didn't have anybody to replace but she had time that she could have put a different running back in and just never did it. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. When it comes to fantasy football on Monday night and you're da- you're, you have a person that's questionable or doubtful to play, but you're kind of holding on hope that they play. If they end up not playing, you have to punt right. then to, you know, a backup or something. And I know his backup is on another team because our fantasy, Hers. there are no good running Chrissy backs. Is a, there are no Chrissy good receivers. <laughs> There's no one on our waiver wire that's any good. Right. But, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think she had anyone to pick up. Because I think that I think Saquon had been out since like Saturday. Well, she did. She looks out in this aspect. Um, James Robinson got injured for Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and she has his right. backup. So she'll have she'll have like at least another starting running back going forward. Um, and if Barkley yep. comes back, so yep. and hopefully Kansas City can right the ship. It just I can't believe how awful they've looked this year. Because I've seen a couple of the games and right. they just look bad. No. Like the Giants aren't good yeah. <laughs> by any means. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I like Kansas City. They're exciting. Travis Kelsey is one of my favorite players, as you know. Uh, I've talked about him before on this podcast. I like Patrick Mahomes. Who doesn't like If Patrick you like him Mahomes? so much, why didn't you pick him up in fantasy? Let's not even go there because of how you robbed me of that. Uh, I didn't rob you. <laughs> uh, listeners, you can uh, go back to our first top plays episode if you want to hear about how uh tyler prevented me from getting travis kelsey and or having the opportunity to try for travis kelsey in our fantasy uh, football draft but anyways yeah kansas city is a stellar team an exciting team that this year is not playing very well they just have not been doing good and it was it was to my benefit obviously uh, in fantasy this week, but they, I mean, they won, they finally won a game, but they didn't yeah. look very good doing it. Yeah. The, I mean, the only thing they can be happy about is like, Hey, we didn't lose to the giants because uh, I told Chrissy I, I, right. uh, prior to it, I was texting with her and, um, I said, if you would tell like, cause it looked like the giants were actually going to pull out a win. And I was like, 
If yep. you would tell me that the Giants in Kansas City eight weeks in would have the same record, I was like, wow, the Giants are having a great season. And <laughs> no, it's the exact opposite. Kansas City is having a horrible season. Uh, I think right. they're four and four. I think that's the record right now. It's four and four. But man, wow. It's it's a yeah, very it's ugly sad. four and four. And it doesn't look like it's going to get better unless I mean their defense is what's going to hurt them because eventually someone's going to stop their offense because it's it's already happening. Um, so they have to pretty much just outscore teams and they just right. don't seem to be doing that this year. I think they're, they're not scoring like they used to and they have a tough schedule. I don't remember what it was. I'm not going to look it up right now. But from listening to the announcers, they have a pretty tough schedule up coming up next several weeks. They, the next three opponents in some order, because I don't, I watched, when I watched PTI today, they talked about it. Right. It's in some order. I think it's the Packers, Cowboys, Chargers. Yeah. I think those not, are the next three. Yeah. That's all difficult. I mean, the Cowboys are playing as, as one of the best teams in the NFL right now, which is good for them. I could care. I, I'm indifferent about the Cowboys. When the Cowboys are doing well, that's good for the NFL. Their um, defense is much improved this year because last year, even when they, before Dak got injured, they just had outscore teams. Now they can at least put some defense out in the field. Like if they play Kansas City, Kansas City's not going to outscore them. Um, no, nope. and I don't, no, which is they're going to stop Kansas City. I think that Diggs is going to be, if he's okay, I think he injured his ankle this weekend, but if Diggs is okay, um, then I think that, you know, Pat, Mike Patrick might throw another pick or two. Um, again, that's the game I didn't watch because right. Full disclosure. I was watching the movie lamb. It finally came out to rent. Uh, so <laughs> It's like twenty bucks. To I know. Rent, though well, I, have, I would have had to go I to Pittsburgh to, to see the movie anyway because it wasn't playing locally. So I would have had to go to Pittsburgh. Then yeah. I probably would have got food to go out and eat afterwards or something. So I would have spent way more than twenty bucks for the movie ticket. I do want to see. Yeah. It. So, okay. Uh, my spoiler-free review is: it's interesting. It is very interesting. The end okay. is really weird. Um, not like a weird like. It's just weird. Uh, not in a weird, like, wow, this ruined the movie, but it's just a weird ending. Um, yeah, I mean, you can make sense of it right. when you see it all. Uh, it's not a long movie. I think it's about like an hour and 42 minutes total. But, yeah, that's what I watched oh, that's not bad. on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of movies have been pretty long lately. But, yeah, I do want to watch that. Um, I, I Worth a watch, and that's all you re- – you can watch it one time and be good. Like, it's not – it's even though it was billed as a horror movie, it doesn't – it's not really – very horror at all. It's more of like it's gotcha. less than Midsummer is. Creepy. It's like less creepy yeah. than Midsummer, well, really. Midsummer's kind of like the the creme of the creme if you want disturbing and creepy. I mean, there's a lot of movies that are very scary that I would say that are not what Midsummer is. <laughs> but anyways, uh, let's get back in bounds. I do want to see that movie though. Um, so yeah, I I won fantasy. It was insane. I thought this was funny. Uh, the, you know, like when you check the next day, it'll like do, if you win, you get confetti and all this stuff on the Yahoo app. It said offensively challenged warthogs. My team name is wart, the warthogs (laughs) offensively challenged warthogs knock off SB two super bowls, which is Chrissy's, uh, team name S B 
two Super Bowls. Uh, offensively challenged. That's what we were, but we still won. That's all that matters. A, a win, win is a win in fantasy football. A win is a win. And I'll say that about KC, too. It wasn't good, but they won. So maybe that will give them some confidence to step it up again. Because so, they, they have so much talent on that team. They should not be playing this bad. And Andy Reid is a good head coach. And up until now, they've been doing well. So I don't know. It's strange to me. But I think they have the right things that they can bounce back. So hopefully this will help them because a win is a win. Um, I would I would say like the only the worst parts of their team obviously the defense is really bad it's just is um, but on offense right. I think what people are doing and um, I think they're watching the footage of what the Bucks did to them in the Super Bowl so how teams are playing them Maybe. is they're playing um, like too deep so Hill doesn't beat them and then they're double teaming Kelsey. And if you really think about it, their second receivers aren't great. They're okay. Like Hardman's okay. And uh, right. I'm trying to think of the other uh, Pringles. Okay. Um, I know they're trying to sign Juju Smith Schuster and you know, he would have been great on the chiefs to be honest. I think we discussed that previously that like, wow, he would have had a great year. Um, but their running game isn't great either. Like they don't really like Carl um, Clyde Edwards. Hilaire has been okay as a running back in the NFL, but he's not like, he doesn't seem to be an every down back. He seems like a guy that's like a great third down back. You can work him in yeah. here and there, but he's not like a lead back. Um, they, they're lacking that. Right. So I think with the lack of a running game and then really, if you put someone deep and you try on to let he'll beat you, you double team Kelsey, you know, Hey, throw it to Pringle, throw it to Hardman. See, they're going to beat us. And they're probably not. And I think that's how teams are playing him a lot this year. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's it's sad what's happening with them. Um, thing though, just real quick, you know, it already came up in this conversation, just talking about different players. But man, I mean, injuries is always a thing. But my goodness, dude, just recent. So Henry got hurt. Winston for the Saints yeah. is hurt. He's out. Yeah, he's going to mm-hmm. be out Towards the rest ACL. of the season. Um, McCaffrey is still out. Who knows when he'll really come back. Gronk tried to come back, started having back spasms again, and went, went back out. Saquon's out. Uh, just like, or like basically been out. He's been hurt pretty much all season. But it's just, man, I know injuries is a normal thing, but my goodness, it's been bad. Yeah, a lot of a lot of big name talent is out, and it's just like Russell Wilson's still out, right? See, yeah, Geno played. Yeah, because I watched some of that game. Geno played. He, Russell because uh, Russell Dak Prescott's yeah, he's on out. IR. Yeah, now Dak probably will come back next game, but if they rest, probably. Him, they looked okay still. Like they didn't look. They yeah, bad. like the difference was when they were struggling a little bit last year, and then he got hurt. And it was like the bottom dropped out. Zeke didn't play well the rest of the year. Like they just were bad. They were so bad. This year, it really seems different. Dak is out. There was even talk of him playing this past Sunday. Obviously, he didn't. That was the right decision, it seems, because they still won and they looked pretty good. So they've really turned it around. Uh, but their defense is better. And I think that. Um 
Cooper Rush looked better. I mean, he's like another year in the system, right. but he looked better than because I'm pretty sure the quarterbacks last year were Dalton right after Dalton. and then Danucci. And Danucci's not good. So it's like you had no both of and Dalton's kind of like the downslope of his career. Um, so that I think the reason yep. that you don't have, I mean, you then could stack the box against Zeke and yep. then, uh, and their defense Zeke wasn't is just, pl- and Zeke's good. just playing better this year. Yeah. The line's healthier too. I think there is uh, some injuries on the line that cost them a lot. Right. Um, I'm going to point out one thing. This is like a sidebar because like, this is like one of the few times I'll ever get to say this. Uh, I'm watching baseball right now because, yeah. you know, World Series and the Braves are definitely going to win. Like World they're up Series. seven runs going into the ninth inning. They literally just got to wow. get to this inning and they're going to win the World Series tonight. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, because they, because Houston won the last, right? The last yeah, game. Yeah, they won on, what is it, tonight? tonight Sunday? Tuesday, so they won Sunday night, yes. Yeah, they I won Sunday night. After I, the... Right. I saw that while I was, I was out for Halloween at my favorite cigar bar, Stogie's, here in St. Augustine. If you're ever in the St. Augustine area, check out Stogie's Cigar Bar. It's awesome. Anyways. They had that on the TV, so I did catch that that they that they won. But uh, this is it, right? If Atlanta wins this, is this it? This is the World Series, yeah, because they're up three to two. They're up three to two now, right? Yeah. And really, I don't expect Houston to score at least seven, seven runs to tie it and go next year. Right? Yes, that's very doubtful. I am watching uh, the new the New Orleans Pel- New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, really give it to the Phoenix Suns, which is surprising. They've been giving it to them this whole game. It's the third Oof. quarter now, and they're up 61 to 48. They don't even have Zion, and they have been giving it to the Suns this whole game. I don't know what the Suns' problem is this year. Anyways, I wasn't even ready to come to basketball yet. I had one, two last things to say. Jags lost again. No surprise. We're just bad. We're not good. There's tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence sh- shows flashes and i do think he has a bright future in the nfl barring that jacksonville is just so bad they don't let him become something because i'm afraid that that's possible um hopefully that won't happen but they are just bad um then you know i already mentioned all the injuries so one thing that keeps coming up and i don't know why i like cam newton but i do think cam newton is his career is past him. But first off, I've heard so much this year about how the Steelers should pick up Cam Newton. The Steelers should pick up Cam Newton. The Steelers should pick up Cam Newton because Ben is just done. I love Ben, but I agree. He's done. Well, now they're saying that the Saints should pick up Cam Newton because of Winston being hurt. I'm just like, why? Why? You have other people already in your system. That is their job to be the next person up. And Cam just didn't show much last year. He really didn't. I like Cam Newton, but I just like, come on. And you're going to ask him to learn a, a system in the middle of the season? Here's what we, because we've talked about this, um, especially, you know, involving the Steelers. My thing is this. So you're right. going to get rid of Ben, which, okay. I, Ben's been washed for two years now. This is the second year in a row. Short passes. We have no line. Right. He's not very good. Right. So you're going to get rid of one washed quarterback for another washed quarterback. That doesn't make any sense. Like, right. I would rather, if you're going to get, if you're going to bench 
I'm not saying bench Ben because we don't really have much else. But if you're going to go to another, right another direction, like don't go after Cam Newton because it's the same direction. Cam can't throw. Cam actually, is, I would say, is a worse passer at this point in his career than Ben is. So you're pretty much just getting a running quarterback. And so that wouldn't make any sense. Um, even if Ben goes down, they're not going to sign Cam Newton unless they just want him to be a backup. He's not going to come in to be a starting quarterback. They would just default it probably to Haskins, Dobbs, and um, Mason Rudolph. The, the just, right. Please get rid of Mason Rudolph. Um, <laughs> I hate Mason Rudolph. He's awful. Uh, he's just not good. I feel like I feel like Mason Rudolph and Cam Newton. It's like it's like that saying from. Um, Mean Girls, quit trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Right. The Steelers are trying to make Mason Rudolph happen after Ben, and he's just not any good. He just isn't. And everyone else on ESPN is trying to make Cam Newton happen, and he's not any good. He's just he's not going to anymore. He was good at one time. He just isn't. He's taken too many hits. Yeah, he was great. He was incredible. He too many hits. He's done. I'm sorry. He can't throw. Yep. He's a quarterback that can't throw. If you want to put him as a tight end or something, okay. But he's, yeah, it's not going to work. Right. But the Saints, um, it is a big loss because I think um, from paying attention to them last year of ha- having Kamara, uh, Drew was done last year. Drew Brees was done. He's the same thing. Can't throw anymore. He's just dinking and dunking. That's all he's doing down the field. So I thought starting Winston was a good, better move because right. Taysom – went in last year, their offense just was really different, like totally different um, than it was with Drew. And even Drew was on a great quarterback. They at least were more pass. They were more pass oriented. <laughs> they weren't that pass oriented, but more pass oriented than with Taysom. So it'll definitely take a different look. Right. Um, right. I didn't watch most of that game because I was watching a movie. <laughs> I watched a lot of movies this, this past weekend. Yeah. I watched that game and because, I mean, I had yeah. – I had Fournette, and I thought I had Gronkowski. Uh, so I watched. <laughs> I watched that game, and the Bucks really got it taken to them by the Saints. Like the Saints, that happened. Played them really well, even with Winston getting hurt. And so, yeah, I mean, try Taysom. Who's the other backup that they have? Simeon, Simeon. who looks really good. He actually played right. um, Sunday, so he he actually looked yeah. pretty good. So I would roll for those two guys. Maybe you sign someone on like lowly on the practice squad in case one of them gets injured, so you can start learning the system. But right, that's all you it's need happening at this point. Injuries are happening. Yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, but I mean, NFL seemed to basically be as people would expect. Uh, nothing I really want to highlight else about it, but no, I'm I'm not for this whole like Cam mm-hmm. thing. Sorry, sorry, Cam. Uh, but yeah, it's just he should. I wonder if he had gotten vaccinated, would he have stayed at New England as the backup? Who knows? No, uh, and I think the reason why is because they didn't want any pressure behind Mac Jones if he had a bad game. Because ah, it's like one yeah. of those things, he has a bad game, they start saying, well, just go back to Cam Newton. And I think Bill just is like, this guy's a better quarterback. And he right. really has looked good at, I mean, at times this year. I mean, he's not been great. Oh, yeah. You can tell he's for a rookie, where he, but right. he's not bad. For where, yeah, for being a rookie, he's not doing that terrible. And they still won. They won mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, he just didn't have yeah the, four and four. Yeah. They're still hanging around. It's New England. They're, you can't count them out. Yep. Yeah. So um, so moving on from NFL, you had mentioned I think just real quick some college stuff you wanted to point out. 
Yeah, there's just one game. I didn't watch a whole lot of college football this weekend. Um, Sunday, uh, Saturday, rather, holiday season. So I'm watching horror movies. So I right. did watch one game. Uh, <laughs> and heading into it, I was like, we're going to lose because WVU has just looked like garbage this year. They haven't looked great and consistent on offense at all. So I just assumed they were going to play uh, Iowa State and just pretty much get throttled. Because Iowa State, I think, was like two losses. I think they're like five and two or something. So like, yeah, we're definitely going to lose. And I thought, I'll watch the game for a little bit, and then I'll kind of move on and do some other things. And it was actually it was a very entertaining game. It was back and forth the entire time. Like, they would take a seven lead. We tie it up. Then someone takes the lead, and we right. tie it up. Or we take the lead, and they tie it up. It, like, going back and forth. WU ended up winning. Uh, very, very good game. And so uh, I just want to mention it was actually a good game. I was surprised they won. And it was really a good game. So, uh, yeah, enjoyable. That's the only thing I want to mm-hmm. talk about when it comes to college. Um yeah, I'm good. I'm good with football. Um, the other thing I want to mention when it comes to fantasy football, um, in our league, when a 12 team league, I assume it's this way most of the time. It's so hard to replace when you lose a starter because <laughs> when I looked at the the potential players it's, that I could use to, right. to fill in or even just put on my bench as a backup for my backup, so I don't, like at least have everyone. Everyone good. Yeah, is there's taken. no one. Like there's nobody. Like how I mentioned uh, Devontae Booker, who was um, who is Saquon Barkley's backup. She couldn't even like pivot to him because he was already on the team. There is nobody any good in our league. That's a free agent. There just isn't. Right. So well, granted though, again, you have two killer running backs. Yeah. And I have an okay flex. Honestly, Cordell Patterson, he's been like the number six or seven receiver all year. And he's like the number, he's like six or seven in running backs. Cause he's a dual threat. Like you can have him at running back or receiver, which is awesome. Yeah. You should be fine. Yeah, I mean, it should be okay. It's just like you like to at least have someone on your bench that can back you up. And after that, like I'm really thin. Like my next backup that I could, right. I feel like I could rely on is Jalen Waddle. That's my next backup that I can yeah. rely on. And then I'm starting to get like, Ugh, you're playing matchup at that point. So right. that's the thing for you. me. Yeah. All right. So just real quick, you know, um, college, Georgia destroyed Florida as expected, 34 to 7. That was definitely expected. I caught a good bit of the Michigan Michigan State game, and Michigan State won thirty-seven to thirty-three. But there was at least a close game. Like Michigan was ranked sixth. Michigan's been really bad the last few years. Like there's constantly been talk about is Jim Harbaugh going to get fired? Like he's been really bad. So even though he lost to Michigan State thirty-three, um, uh, yeah, thirty-three to thirty-seven. It was a close game. It was a pretty good game. And, I mean, they've been ranked in the top ten. That's saying something. Michigan State was eight uh, when they played. Uh, also, I watched your Penn State lose to Ohio State. I'm sure you – Yeah, I figured that. that was gonna, I figured that was going to be a throttling because Penn State's offenses look terrible. So I right. ended up and watching a horror movie instead. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't get to watch much of it because I was also at a friend's house watching a horror movie. But uh, that was a close game, thirty-three twenty-four. Penn State put a gave him a fight. I put the game on when I saw it was thirty twenty-four. Ohio State had the ball, yeah. and I was like, they might have a chance that they can stop them. And I saw they made the field goal, and I was like, all right, back to my movie. <laughs> this isn't happening. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for football for me. Um, so basketball, 
Yeah, I I want to mention a couple things. Just okay. how I predicted a few things at the beginning of the season. So, right. um, what what has been surprising for me is your Miami Heat that you were. I know that you're a big Orlando Magic mm. fan, but the Heat have been way better than I thought they would be. I thought maybe like fourth seed, maybe a third seed. Um, so. I I didn't expect that. Right now they're six and one, which is surprising because they won tonight. So now they're six and one. Yeah, they did. I I saw that. I caught the second half of that. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the Bulls are another surprise because I expected the Bulls to be in the play-in game at the end of the season, like around that like nine or ten spot. I didn't think they have any defense, and they're six and one. That's really shocking. Like I did not expect them to to start off like that. Now it's early still. You know, we're not even a tenth of the way through the season yeah. or anything. Right. It's definitely early. It's surprising. But they made they made moves in the offseason. And we talked about that in previous episodes. Yeah. And they seem to be right now paying off. Like I do agree with you on paper, no defense, but it seems to be paying off. I mean, the last night they were playing the Celtics, yeah. and I know you are of the opinion that the Celtics are just not good this year. And maybe maybe they're not. That, yeah. Now, granted, I did think they would make the playoffs. Yeah. I just didn't think. Like, I, I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he was like, "I think they could be a three seed." And I was like, "The three seed? Well, they're not going to be better than. I mean, by the season's end, they're not going to be better than Brooklyn. They're not going to be better than Bucks. And I think the the Hawks are better. There are three teams right there that are better, and I yes. think there are others too. I was like, three is really better. Really high. I think the Hawks are better. I'm not so sure yeah. about the Nets because the Nets are still dealing with stuff i think it's mainly hard it's still dealing with stuff <laughs> just to learn how to like play differently under the uh, different rules that they're calling this year yeah that's a big part of it but he'll figure that out but just with the Kyrie and everything it's just it's weird i mean you can't count them out i wouldn't be surprised at all if they end up being better but oh no i don't no. know that for certain but definitely atlanta definitely um but so like last night the bulls were down 14 points in the fourth quarter and they ended up to come back and win by 14 points over the Celtics, which was the first time that has ever happened in the shot clock era. That's been a while. So it seems like they are making good moves, but you mentioned the heat super loving what the heat's doing. I think it's Lowry. I think it was the acquisition of Lowry. That's really given them the boost they need. I haven't watched them much this year. How has Hero been? Because I know that they really needed him to step Hero. up this year. He is doing good now. I do everything. Okay. Everything I've seen, if I remember correctly, he's still coming off the bench. Uh, we're we're such just layman fans. We don't even know for sure who. Like, oh, I think he's the starter. <laughs> I showed up at halftime. We are your we are your everyday fan, uh, but he's been doing very well which is, yes, that's something they needed. Uh, he's been playing very well so far early in the season, and uh, so is everybody else. Uh, and, but I really think having Lowry from Toronto has really been a great acquisition for them. That's really helped them. And I did not realize this because I thought he was going to retire, but Udonis Haslam played tonight. They mentioned it. He didn't play long, but he played 19th season in the NBA. 
It's wild. Remember last year when he yeah. came in and he got like ejected within like a minute or two? That was wild. Because we were watching I that know. game. We were like, well, there's ha- there's a Haslam sighting and he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> well, the thing about Haslam is I think even when he retires, he very likely will stay on with the Miami organization. He's lived in Miami his entire life. He went to, he grew up in Miami. He went to South Florida and now he, right. and he got drafted with the heat and he's been a film his entire career. He's well, not no. leaving Miami. Except for he, he played for Florida. No, he played for South Florida. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't think so. I think you're yep. wrong. You can look it up. Um, okay. But he's just become a staple of that team. He's so beloved. He's become basically another coach who also happens yeah. to play. Uh, just and see, He's such a pivotal part of them and that program. I love him. I stand corrected. He played for Florida. Being that I'm a Florida Gator fan, <laughs> yes. He was undrafted, too. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I stand corrected. I thought he played for South Florida. So I guess he's always been in Florida his entire life, but not my. I yeah. thought he was been in Miami his entire life, right. so my, my apologies. Yeah, so anyways, it's just kind of cool that he is still playing for them. But I'm very happy with where they're going because, as you know, I do like the heat. The heat, Yeah. if I was to, like – put on paper favorite teams um it would go orlando which is so hard to root for a team when they're so bad it's different in football basketball it's harder for me to root for a team when they're so bad so i don't watch them much they are still uh just because it's tough uh, when you have so many games going on almost every night but heat's probably my number two the mavericks are my number three because of luca i just don't like the team's not as good, which they're very disappointing. They lost to the Heat tonight. They were with them until the second half, and then the Heat just really started pulling away. And, yeah, they all they have is Luka. And, they, yeah, sadly, I just don't think Christoph will do it. I do think Tim Hardaway Jr. is on the way up. But, yeah, I mean, they got to figure something out. They got to get more players around them. Or eventually, in a few years, Luka's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, like he could ask kid. out for a trade because he signed yeah. the rookie extension. So I think that's five years. Um, I don't know if it disqualifies his. I don't think this is his fourth season, is it? At this, this is his third or fourth. Is it, I know it's his, at least his third. I think this might be Let's his see. fourth because this might be his fourth because Trey Young. Wait, no, it was the DeAndre well, Ayton wasn't draft. The bubble, wasn't the bubble Luca's second season? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then last season was his third. This but is his fourth. So yeah, he's had the rookie extension. He, he's so just it is started his fourth season. So, anyways, yeah, I I hope they really improve. I like Jason Kidd. I hope he. For what I had heard, reports were morale was better with Kidd as the coach when the season was starting, but it's not developing into wins. So I don't know, but I want them to be better. The Suns are still losing. They're down 11 right now. So I don't know. The Lakers are horrible. The Lakers are horrible. Before we jump over to the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference legitimately, uh, I like also Cleveland. Cleveland has looked pretty good this year, and I still like them as my dark horse to make the playoffs. Yes, Um, I remember you saying that. That's a possibility. I I really wanted to watch, the. oh, by the way, the Braves just won the World Series. Wow, congrats. 7-0 tonight. And four to two, seven zero. What a way to end it. Yep. 
And congrats, Atlanta. Like, you know, they're like, their fan base gets like, uh, just like the rug pulled up from them all the time, like yes. the Falcons in the Super Bowl, um, just other situations. I think that Georgia one time in the college football playoff looked, just got destroyed. So, oh, there's and, been multiple times that Georgia was looking good and then it didn't happen. Yeah, so it's it's good for Atlanta to get something. The Hawks, you know, I think are much improved as well. So they have some things to cheer about. Maybe the Falcons will get better. <laughs> Do you think the Hawks are actually better than they were last year? Yeah. Um, they were awful. Really watch them. They're deep. That's that's the thing about that team. That team can go like ten, eleven players, which is wild. Like they have such great talent. So you have at least really the only teams I would rule out of the East from not even making the play. Even Boston, even though they suck right now, it's still really early. So I still think they can turn it around. At least get to like in the play-in tournament. But the only teams I'm going to cross off for sure. Um, Orlando and Detroit. I think they're awful. I think both of those are going to be just awful. I think even Indiana, even though they don't, they're not great right now, they could still turn things around, yep. but maybe Indiana's kind of on the bubble of like not being good. Whereas you look at in the West, OKC is awful. They're like the worst team. Houston sucks. The Pelicans are terrible. The Spurs pro- uh, don't have they're anybody good. The Suns. Yeah, so I mean, and the Clippers. I mean, you look at the top nine. The Clippers aren't that great, and they're two like they're two and four right now, and they don't have nope. Kawhi. Yep. The Suns haven't looked great. I still think they can turn it around. So I think the the really I hope they do. I think realistically, it only goes nine deep. I don't know about Minnesota yet. I haven't made up my mind on them. I pretty much called everybody else right. Minnesota's that bubble right. up team that could be like the tenth seed. Um, I think the Nuggets, but are I still think they. Could, I think. I think they're gonna. I think Minnesota's gonna fall off. Would be my guess. Yeah, um, and it'll probably be Portland, Phoenix, and the Clippers. Um, still, like the one to ten. Mm-hmm. So that one's pretty much predictable. But the East, man, it, it's it's deeper and it's stronger this year, which is crazy to me. The Phoenix, yeah, the East may be better than the West this year. That's the first time that's been said in a long time. Yeah, the Nuggets have been surprising people without having um, their boy. So that's that's kind of exciting to see for me. I don't know. There's something about them. I've I've always enjoyed the way they play. Yeah, Jokic is incredible. He's just a great passer. Yeah. And I think that uh, what's great about the West is you know you have Utah there at five and one, so they're going to do great right. in the regular season again, and then they're going to yeah. shit their pants in the playoffs and just you know get <laughs> maybe, out probably maybe in the second not. round. Maybe. Oh no, not. they will because Gobert we'll Go- can't play in the the playoffs. Like so. Utah yeah. is just like one of those teams. It's like they're like, um, like last year's Spurs. Like I didn't want the Spurs to be in like the playing game because the Spurs are awful. Like no one wants to watch this. Like this year, no one wants to watch whatever they, team that is. So it's like I don't want to see Utah. They have they have possibly <laughs> they have possibly the greatest basketball coach of all time. Definitely the ba- greatest. No, basket- top th- top five, top Definitely five for sure. The, not greatest. I would say he's the greatest of that I've been able to watch. You didn't watch Phil Jackson? I watched Phil Jackson, and I think, I mean, think who he had, think who Phil had on the teams too. But look who, look who, I'm not saying he, but I think they both had great teams, and I'd throw Red Auerbach in there as well. But um, I think that. Yeah, but I didn't watch Auerbach. I I didn't get a chance to watch him. I'm just saying, like, he won, like, so many titles and put together a lot of the Celtics team yes. in the 80s. But I'm just saying, from a coaching aspect, 
when you have to deal with like the star, look at all this drama involving Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan right now. Like, or the mainly it's just Scottie Pippen starting it. Like you have to manage all these egos. You have to manage Kobe right. and Shaq and all that drama. Like it does require some yeah, that didn't go skill. well. Yeah. Well, it did for three championships, you know, and then Kobe yeah, two but, more. I mean, like, so, I mean, it, it did to a degree, but I would, I, but I would say yeah, it was Kobe tried, to, Kobe tried to run Phil off. And he eventually did. Oh, yeah, he did run him off for yeah. one season, and then he's like, what the hell did I do? Uh, I think they had Rudy Tomjanovich yeah. or something as their coach, and then an- easily went back to Phil Jackson. But I, I'm not taking away yeah. from Pop. Pop is a great coach, but he has had um, uh, David Robinson for, you know, years, and then he got, he got you know, they had that right. awful season where Robinson injured himself and was out the whole year, Then they got Duncan, and you basically had, right. like, what, 30 years of Both basketball of right there at least. <laughs> right. And then you had you looked in, like, they were really good at drafting, and they would go, like, they were really going after the foreign-born players and getting Manu and Tony Parker. Um, he is they, one of like, the most respected by both other coaches and players. That's one thing for sure. Like, absolutely. The players I like him. love him as a person better than probably yeah. any other coach. I think other than maybe like Steve Kerr, I think Steve Kerr is a great guy too. Um, great character and everything. I, 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 that's I like thing Kerr. About Pop I, just, is. I like Kerr. I just don't like the uh, golden state warriors. But anyways, I, I do want to make a quick connect correction. Um, University of Georgia is in uh-huh. Athens. It's actually an hour, just over an hour away from Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, but okay. close, I think. But I still feel I like there's a lot of fans yeah. I do think there, a lot though. of Atlanta people kind of in a way claim University of Georgia, and they definitely have been teasing for quite yeah. a while now of being close. So they they're due. Just a, that was a quick side note. Oh yeah, that's fine. Um, and then I think the thing I want to mention about the the West is the the team that you dislike is starting nice. Um, Man, Golden State, <laughs> love yeah. it. I'm loving it so far. It's it's very nice. It's kind of a surprise since Clay is still out that they're. Yeah, doing I didn't expect them to be this this hot so far. Um, they've looked yeah. really good. I mean, I'm happy. Uh, I'm I'm really liking what they were I'm seeing. So bad last year. Yeah, they were so bad last year. So I'm surprised at how good they're doing right now. Uh, we'll just have to we'll have to see how it goes. But I, I think what hurt them. I mean, I don't. I haven't looked at the whole schedule, so I'd have to go back to who all they play. But um, they have Draymond because he was he missed some time last year. Uh, Wiggins yes, has did. now been in the system the entire because there was no training camp last year, so or very very shortened right training camp and there's no preseason. I don't think so. Wiggins has actually looked pretty good. Like he's not great, but he you can get some stuff out of Wiggins. Um, Pool is really pretty solid this year. Right. Um, Bielitsa was a great signing. Like I'm so happy they got Bielitsa and I never thought I'd say that, but he's looked really good off the bench. Like he, he'll board, he'll get some nice shots in. Um, Iguodala bringing him back. Like he knows the system. Well, he's not going to go out and get you massive points or anything. He's not where he was when, you know, they were in the finals or anything with the, the, the warriors that, um, or breaking records, but he still can provide spark off the right. bench. Um, Otto Porter's looked pretty good. Um, so they actually have a really pretty decent team, like a nice mix of like talent and some older veterans. Like, I think they can, I'm happy with what they're doing right now. And I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to go because 
I don't want to have like too much hope, but man, maybe they can finish like top three with like the Suns maybe kind of yeah. taking a step back. The Lakers not looking great right now. Maybe they can finish top three. Nope. The Lakers Possibly. are losing to the Rockets right now at halftime. Uh, at seventy to sixty-four <laughs> to the Rockets tonight. Yes, Jesus. yes, it's halftime right now, and it's seventy to sixty-four. Um, and the uh, Pelicans are still up six on Phoenix Suns. It's almost the end of the third. It will be in uh, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Three. Oh, that stopped at four seconds. Clock stopped. But yeah. So tomorrow. But yeah, the Lakers are losing. The Lakers are bad this year. The Lakers are four and three, I believe. Yeah, I mean it's still it's still early this it season. Is early. They still had their chance to get their stuff together. They're definitely gonna make trades too. I think they might. I think they might get rid of Westbrook. They may not make any trades until. Um, once the con like there's like a lift where you can't trade anyone for so many days. Like there's one in uh, December and there's one in January. So like some, depending on the right. contract, they may not be traded until like January at least, but I think they're definitely, they're still not going to be the same Lakers team you see in the, the playoffs. It's not, it just won't be. Um, there it's the expendables, man. It's the expendables. <laughs> I wonder, I, I think they might, I wonder if they'll keep Westbrook. I think they might have to, because who's going to, get him because the Lakers don't have any like who wants the Lakers yeah. first round draft pick they're not going to be getting and like unless it's like five years from now like no one wants the Lakers draft you know next year's right. first round draft pick that's like 30 or 27 to take Westbrook's contract um, right I think their biggest problem right now is there's is two things Davis needs to play like a big man he doesn't every now and then he does but he does not play like a big man and I think he needs to be a big man and second I still don't think they have good shooters, like just spot up shooters. Yeah, they you're right. Should have gotten sure. that. So yeah, but I don't know. Um, I'm going to point out this game tomorrow, and I'm going to try to make it as much as I can through it. Uh, the Hornets and Warriors are playing on ESPN tomorrow, and I think that's going to be a great game. Like I am super stoked for that game. I'm going to try to watch it tomorrow night. It won't be over till like 1230. I don't think I'll make it through the whole game. But I'm yeah. going to try. Um, and then on Monday, uh, I'll probably have this on the iPad while I watch the Steelers game on, you know, the TV, but, uh, Warriors Hawks. Right. Oh yeah. Just thinking of recording. I'm supposed to go to a concert Sunday night. You're not going to want to, are you going to be willing to record during Steelers? Nope. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. We have to do like say Tuesday or something next week or or whatever. But uh, yeah, so yeah, that's that's. I mean, I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing how like the NBA season's playing out somewhat like how I expected, and then a little unexpected for certain teams. Yeah. Like even though I expected them to be like good, I didn't expect them to be terrible. I didn't expect the Heat to be where they are. I didn't expect the Bulls to be how good they are. So that's kind of where I am on the NBA season so far. Bucks continue to roll. They're doing great. Um, but yeah, I. I'm very, very happy with the uh, with what's happening with um, with Miami. I mean, really, the Bucks—they're four and four. So, but they've been playing some stiff competition too. They'll just get better. But yeah, I mean, that's probably it for me right now for sports. Again, congrats to the Atlanta Braves that won the World Series tonight in strong fashion, seven nothing, four to two over the Astros. That's that's saying. Yeah. So uh, you want to pivot to music now? Yeah, side B. 
Uh, which, by the way, uh, kudos to you with this. Uh, so the last episode was episode seven, correct? Yes. What so, you yes. put in the notes, side A being sports, side B being music. I thought that was a very good idea. I liked that a lot. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, been to side B of the podcast with music. And I'll put timestamps on episodes going forward. So if you're interested in a certain part of the show, um, you can kind of either fast forward to that section, right. uh, whatever you want to do or stop at a section. Uh, but it gives you kind of like an idea of what we're going to talk about and uh, discuss on yep. each type of topic. Yeah. And side A, side B just plays in well to this being a sports and music podcast. And plus our, our love of vinyl and the album artwork right. for our podcast. Yes. Or I guess not the album artwork for our podcast, but like the podcast artwork, I should say. We don't have an album. No. Right. It, it's a, it's, it looks like a photo disc, which is, if anyone doesn't know, that is a vinyl record that is a, that the, the record itself is a photo. So, or an, or a picture of some kind. Um, and so ours is a basketball or orange basketball that if you look closely, it has, it looks like it has the tracks in it. And it has my great artistic um, play of a needle and arm over the vinyl. So anyways, yeah, I think that works well. So anyways, we're wasting enough time talking about that. Uh, music side B. I don't have a ton this week, but there was a few things I wanted to mention. If you want to go first, because like I said, I don't have a lot. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to just um, really uh, – I didn't get a chance to listen to much of the new releases we talked to – talked about, rather, um, on the last episode because Friday was going to a concert, so I left work early. Um, we were going to yeah. – go to Pittsburgh, going to have the record store. Um, so that's mainly what I'm going to talk about. But uh, I did give everything a listen that I wanted to. There was a Japanese breakfast EP that was a live recorded at Electric Lady really? Studios as well. Um, so I added that to my list. But my favorite thing that I listened to last weekend are those, I'll check that out. those live tracks from Alabama Shakespeare. That There was like four. Oh, yes, you mentioned those coming out. But good Lord, that made me just miss the Alabama Shakes. Like every time I listen to Sound and Color, I'm like, I really wish this band would just come back together and do another record. Is that the first or second album, Sound and Color? Second. And okay, that's what I thought. Unreal engineering on it. It's it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that they come back. I I, I have the, uh, the 180 gram black pressing of it. Because uh, the color variant isn't 180 grams, so I think I don't look clear anyway, so it doesn't matter if I have that. But huh. the new one's very tempting, just because it has those live tracks from Capitol Studios, and it was just before I started working there when they recorded right. those. And uh, for my coworkers, they're like, that was like one of the best things they had ever seen done at Capitol because they were in the groove at this point. They were playing, I think, between Coachella and another festival in California. And they just were on this this groove and this just this perfect place as a band. And they came in and just crushed the set. And so I really wish um, I would have seen it. And just hearing the tracks and everything, Dune sounds amazing. So um, definitely that album's incredible. Listen to it. Listen to the bonus tracks. It's definitely worth your time. Um, and I'm at some point probably going to get on vinyl, but I'm just kind of holding off since I really yeah. may be buying it for the bonus tracks. So I'm kind of holding off on that. 
the main thing I wanted to mention was um, Friday, we were going to go see Armor for Sleep on their What to Do When You're Dead 16th, I think, year anniversary tour. Uh, it was supposed to be last year. Maybe, yeah. Um, I just got an update. This is this is in live time. Uh, the Raiders released Henry Ruggs today. Just now. Just right now. Uh, so, oh, wow. So for, I'm not surprised. I'll touch on it in case you don't. So in case you have uh, not been paying attention. Back to side A yeah, real quick. Just in case you haven't been paying attention today. Henry Ruggs, um, last night or early this morning, was involved uh, with the DWI. Or no, I'm sorry. DUI, rather. And uh, he killed somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah, vehicular manslaughter. So this isn't surprising. Um, like I saw in Ward, like, as I, as I mentioned, uh, we have a, there's a Dallas story that I want to get into because it's really long and everything. But I will, like I said, so tell people, like, get an Uber, especially if you're, you know, an athlete and you have a little extra right. money. <laughs> get an Uber, walk. Have a friend. Whatever you got to do, don't drink right. and drive. Don't do that, please. An app, yes. Or or yes. drugs, whatever. Whatever your your vice may be, whether it be drugs or or alcohol. So um, yeah. So he just got released. Right. So all right. Let's throw on a comment. Just want to mention that we're going to go back to our music topic. So yes, back to side B. Yeah. So we had the uh, we went to the record store first, and I'll just mention uh, it was a nice little trip. Uh, went there. Um, first went to Southern Tier to grab some food. Cause uh, want to get some lunch. Try okay. some. They have some local beers that they do. Cause uh, P- Pittsburgh has um, has had Southern Tier there for about like uh, at least five years, maybe six years. Southern Tier is a good brewery. It's awesome. Yeah. And so they do Pittsburgh brew, which is like stuff they brew in that brewery. And so we tried like a black IPA. Gotcha. We tried this one that was. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, that was it actually. I couldn't believe how great it was. Um, through my untapped list real quick um so we went there first it was find us on untapped. it was a berliner weiss <laughs> and okay they added a little bit of pomegranate juice to it because i bought i i tried to i always try to drink tasters because i like to try different kinds of beers so i don't want to drink a ton right. to get drunk i just want to try different beers so i had a, a taster but then i actually had a half pour of it and they put pomegranate okay. juice in it and it was awesome dude it was so good i had it both i had a Plain. I have the pomegranate juice. Both times it was amazing. Um, so I went there and got some food, and then we went to the record store, and uh, I got. I did pick up some good finds. So I, uh, I had been looking for this um, nice. XX record, and it's like a bunch of their B sides they did when they released singles off the first record, and so it. Really good. They're like one of my favorites, and they're really good. They do a really good live show. I've seen them twice, and it's awesome. Yeah. Um. So they did a tour exclusive seven inch with four of the songs on it, but there's like another bootleg version that had another fifth like B side on one of the seven inches. So they they had it at Pittsburgh one time, right? The last time I went, they didn't have it, so they had that one this time. So I bought it. Uh, they had finally got Suffragette City by David Bowie on vinyl, a seven inch, because for some reason, Suffragette City is not on David Bowie Greatest Hits. Don't know why. Don't know why. I have no clue. I, it's a great song. Don't know why it's not on there. But um, I found a Japanese uh, seven inch with that and Starman on it. And then I found, I got uh, Phil Collins, 
um, in the air tonight, of course. I had to get that as a seven inch, <laughs> and it sounds so good. I was I was uh, changing sheets oh, on yeah. Sunday, and just like that drum, oh man, the drum part is so good on vinyl, and it right. sounded great. And then uh, right, I mean, you can pick on Phil Collins' music as much as you want, but that hitting aside, it's a good song. If you, even if you don't like Phil Collins, you have. I mean, I don't know how you don't like that song. That song is right. awesome. Right. Um. And then I was going to just leave it that those two, those records right there. I had a few other in my stack. I can't remember what they were. Cause what I do is when I go to the record store, I make a stack of interests and then I whittle it down because I always have like right. 10 records. I don't want to spend 10. Re- I don't want to spend money for. So, you know, um, but when I was leaving, they did have the Drake and future, I guess it's an album. It could be a mixtape. Uh, what a time to be alive. And it's twenty dollars, so I did uh-huh. pick that up on vinyl as well. <laughs> so those are the records nice. I purchased that day. Nice, nice. Um, What's that yeah, one? So, your hopes? How long were you at the record store, roughly? Only, only an hour, or just over an hour? <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I think we got there about four forty, four forty-five, and then I was leaving at five fifty. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, so uh, the other beer I want to mention is they had a. Um, how they have the dessert style beers at Southern Tier. They had a frosted sugar cookie for Christmas. Yeah. And it's really good. It's not super sweet. It's, it, it wasn't even November yet. That's all I'm saying. That's all, that's all yeah. I'm saying. It wasn't even November. You know how they do with beer. They bring out like the, the pumpkin beers in like August. It's just, they're too ahead of the season. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the show. So we had, Scott and I had VIP tickets. We get to go to soundtrack, meet the band. So of course I took my first pressing of, uh, what to do when you're dead, which is the black and the green swirl. I took that with me. Yeah, the fact you had the first pressing is pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I had to get that signed because it's like honestly, it's for Nebo Records, like probably one of my favorites. So I yeah, had to never get that. sell that. Oh, I will never sell that. And so I, when I lived in California, I had also purchased um, Smile for Them, which is the third album from them. It's right. right after that record. A lot of people don't like that. I like the sounds on it. I like the, like the guitar work and the car, guitar tones they use. So I, I always, I'm not like, I'm a humongous fan of the record, but I really like that record. And I bought it for vinyl on like right. 30 or $40 back in, you know, back in the day years yeah. ago now. So now it probably goes for at least a hundred cause they haven't repressed it yet. So I, oh, I got, no, only did I get that, um, something like, you know, what to do when you're dead. I also got that record signed as well. So I got two albums signed. Nice. And uh, the the funny thing I want to mention here is uh, during soundcheck, uh, I forget the honestly I forget the first song they played because um, yeah, like it was cool they're doing soundcheck, but like I'm gonna hear the, the songs anyway. And uh, they're like, well, let's do one more because I think you know they did the one right. song. They were kind of like tuning the guitars prior to that and, and whatnot, getting you know sure the ears in ears while all set. And so, uh, like, does anyone like want to hear a certain song and? Um, Someone went there, mentioned a song. He's like, "Nah, we're not, not going to do that one." And I was like, I, "I was looking down my phone, like texting at the time." I was like, "Very invisible," which uh, "Very invisible." Um, I didn't know about for a long time. And right, but you, yeah, you mentioned that song the last episode. How much you yeah, like that? And it's song. a B side on what to do when you're dead. Uh, I was really right. hoping it was going to be on the deluxe edition that we get with our VIP and package, but it, it wasn't. Right. So that's why I'm getting sell the record. Cause I already have it. And I don't need two copies. Um, I would keep right. it very invisible on it, but it's not right. But he's like, all right, let's do a very invisible. And I was like, Oh my God. So I got to yes. hear it. And then, um, of course they did the full, I like that. And then we got to meet them, got the pictures, got everything signed. Uh, so I got stuff to the car. The first two bands, honestly, right. I did. They were not my cup of tea. They just weren't good. Um, 
very, <laughs> I guess if you want to call it emo uh, or depressing, I don't know. All the songs, uh, yeah. like the first band was like, their sound was like Starship, Family Force 5, like dance punk kind of thing. Yeah. Metro station, yeah. all that. So think that, but very depressing. I want to kill myself. Lyrics. That was the band. Okay, <laughs> that was Everclear in the nineties. He was like, it was like I want to bury. Like one of the things he said was like, I want to bury myself like six feet under. Something like Jesus. Like what is going on here? <laughs> and so there's that, and then the band after it. <laughs> um, God, I wish I, I wish I had the the actual comment. Um, try to look it up so right after that there's another band and i was there with my friend scott and he was saying something like man i hope the uh the next band is like not as depressing as this because gee whiz this was awful and literally the band comes out and it was like something about like they hate their life or something like right away in the first like verse like the first things they said wow it was but it was just it was just funny because i was like not expecting expecting it to be so depressing <laughs> or like really emo or I don't know. I wouldn't really consider that emo um, as much as like just depressing. I, I mean, did go see a band that said that name of their album is what to do when you're dead. Yeah. But that seems like it's more of like a, uh, like the whole album itself seems to be more of like, um, I don't want to put it. It's it's more of like a uh, I don't want to call it like a concept album, but it kind of has like a story through the whole right. album, though. Yeah, they're in a emo, way. but I wouldn't call them depressing. Yeah, exactly. That like, album's yeah, the album's not a depressing album. Definitely not to the level that you're describing. Oh, by the way, the Phoenix are up ninety seven ninety one with six minutes left in the game. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they've made a turnaround. Uh, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, the the first two bands just weren't good. Yeah, did not enjoy it. But uh, they played their whole entire set, and um, they played the set. They can't. Oh yeah, here I have the actual line. I looked it up on the the group chat. It says the, this is they first came out. Play their song. Hey hey, I'm stuck in my bed, wishing I was dead. And I was like, oh, I just looked this guy. I was like, dude, nah, we're we're this is it. This is how the nice Wow. Get. So yeah. um, yeah, that was the first lyric that they did. And um, so they did their set. They came out, did an acoustic song. I'm gonna say it was from the first album because I wasn't familiar with it, and I don't know the first album that well. Yeah. So I'm gonna say okay. it was from that. Then they I would did, probably know it. Uh, another song, and you know what they played? They played "Very Invisible" again. I got to hear it twice that night. Nice, it was great. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and they played a couple from um, "Smile for Them," and they were done after like 15 songs, which was, it was a good set. I had a good time. Them, I enjoyed. Yeah. I did enjoy them. They sounded great. Um, they sounded good. exactly like recorded. They didn't sound like bad, or like they they didn't have like too many errors or anything, which was really good. Nice. Um, yeah, so that was the night. Other than that, we uh, tried a couple beers later and. That was a night. <laughs> uh, I also, while we were talking, I looked it up. If Just so you know, so there are only two copies of Smile for Them on Discogs. Two right now. Like for sale? Yeah, there's only two for sale right now. One of them is $175. The other one is listed for $200. So, Jeez. yeah, the... um. The last time the album sold was April of this year for ninety dollars. 
And that's why I, cause this one is the deluxe one, um, which they haven't, there's not, uh, cause it's on champagne. You can only get it with the VIP package. Right. So, um, I don't mind mentioning it or anything. I think the record is worth at least $75. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you had to pay a hundred bucks to get VIP and the only thing you got in VIP were a po- you got a poster. I don't think we got our laminates, but I don't really care anyway. Um, yeah. I don't care about the poster. And then we got like a tote bag, which it's okay. Like I, I don't, it's no big deal either way. I just really wanted to meet them, get my record signed and yeah, the vinyl's a, cool. It's a great experience. And you got the record signed. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm only seeing two yeah. LPs listed for that album on Discogs. I'm seeing the vinyl LP, which is what I mentioned. And then, uh, test pressings that some people have for sale of that album yeah. as well. That's never, the test pressings have never sold. But yeah, if you were to sell that album, uh, you could get a pretty penny for it. Yeah, because it was a limited VIP only. Um, now Scott, uh, he brought his copy. He has the first pressing of the record yeah. as well, but he also got this copy signed. So he did two copies signed, but one was this one, which he may sell. I don't know if he's going to do that or not. Right. But, uh, um, like I said, I have it. Uh, I don't like. I sold it on this one Facebook like emo group and someone contacted me and said they wanted was like, what about 50 bucks? And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> right. Well, like I said, I'm talking yeah. about smile for them. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I'm talking about, yeah, you're talking about what to um, do when you're dead. What's the, yeah. Smile yeah. for them. There are only two listed right now for smile for them on discogs for sale Two for sale. One is $175 and the other one is $200. Those are the only two listed online. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you could get a very pretty penny for that. Uh, yeah, I, I won't less like, and by the time I find out, like it would, you would have to just like want the first pressing to, yeah, to really, um, more like I to pay that much for it when they say repress right. it. Well, I mean, um, but I definitely didn't pay that for it when I, right. I, yeah. I think I paid like 40 or 45 most. Right. Like that would have been like the cap. Yeah. All in all, though, it sounds like despite two bad bands opening, it was, sounds like it was a good show and a good trip. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Good, t- good nice. time. Good time had, and yeah, no complaints at all. So yeah, I um, yeah, I I'm jealous because I have not seen them since they were still pretty new to the scene. I saw, I I mentioned this in the last Mm -hmm. episode, I'm pretty sure, but I saw them as not the opener, but in a lineup of five bands, they were number two when I saw them. And it was definitely, they were still pushing the first album and I enjoyed them greatly. Um, I didn't know them. I knew their stuff, but I didn't even realize that it was a band I knew until they started playing. And I was like, wow, this is familiar. And as I think I mentioned, I looked it up and it was like, oh, yeah, this Armor for Sleep. I've been listening to this. So um, definitely a fan. I would like to see them again. But, yeah, it sounds like you had a good time. And, of course, added to your uh, collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got, got some, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I actually had those those uh, seven inches were both on my uh, phone's vinyl list. Like when I go to record store, those are things I yeah. look for. And taking two of them off was pretty yeah, good. That's a, and that's the a, XX one was on my uh, Discogs want list, so I was able to remove that from there too. So hey, yeah, no, off that's, the want list. That's pretty good for a night. Definitely good finds. Um, yeah. So anything else before my turn? 
no. Uh, I guess like if we're going to talk about music, the only thing I want to mention is uh, I know I've hyped her up um, on at least one episode, maybe two. Yeah. Uh, the new Snail Mail album comes out this week. Yeah. Valentine. I'm My copy has already shipped from Matador, so I can't wait to get it. I can't wait All to right. listen to it because uh, you sent me a message this week and you're like, these singles are pretty good. They are and good. They're love good. Ben Franklin, man. Ben Franklin is such a bop. It's That's so good. good. Yeah. Radar, uh, Valentine is good as well. I think there was one more single. I can't think of the name right now, but yes, Madonna. Madonna. That one's really good too. Uh, yeah. That was yeah, the new one on Friday. Snail mail was on my radar anyway. Very, not just because of you, but you're the one that helped me remember and keep her on my radar. But, uh, this, these singles sound really good. This may end up being her best album. You know what? I, like, well, I just want to like say, I, I probably mentioned this in a previous episode, but it's cool. But I love her voice. Like it sounds really different than the last. Album. Okay. Like, you did mention that how like her voice sounds really yeah. different. It, it, it sounds, you can definitely tell it's still her, but for this one, it sounds almost like, I don't want to say gruff. Cause I, I don't think that's, the word I want to use. I was going to say deeper. She has this tone to it, the way she sings, especially you notice it in Ben Franklin, where it's like this, I don't know. It just sounds so cool. Like, I just like the way her voice sounds that she's sung on this record. I think it's, it's really cool. Uh, Would you say she's singing lower? Maybe. It's, I mean, it still sounds right. like her. I feel like she's not doing something either as high pitch or she's maybe, maybe she's saying would be a little through her nose more or maybe less now. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have maybe. To, but yeah. it definitely doesn't sound like it's like the EP habit. Um, yeah. Definitely sounds like a less polished version of Lush. Mm-hmm. That was like the EP that she did on her own. And, uh, it's good, but Maybe. it's definitely uh, you can tell it's an early version of of Lush. Lush is really awesome. It's a great record. Um, Maybe Lush and then, is just like chipper, like sound in general than the these singles. Uh, well, it's it, I would say not chipper mm-hmm. um, as far as like song wise, um, but it's it, I like where I like where she's going. I yeah. did read uh, an article that she did. She did an interview with. I don't honestly don't remember the name of the magazine. I know I should. I saw it tweeted from her Twitter account or retweeted, I should say. And uh, she really like bears a lot of like, she went into rehab and everything recently, okay. um, like late last year to like early this year. So she talks about that experience on the record. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I love what she just the tone she did with her voice where it was very similar in some of the songs. Like it didn't sound one note. Like when I mentioned one note, but it all sounded very similar, but this time it sounds like she's doing some different things vocally or trying right. different things. And yeah. I, I, I noticed it and I was like, Oh, this is cool. Especially on Ben Franklin. I think that like, that's probably Ben Franklin's probably going to be as far as if we're just saying, not even if it's a quote unquote single, but just like my favorite songs of the year, that's probably going to be in the top 10. I listened to that song on repeat for like two hours one day. I love uh, Ben wow. Franklin. That's how much I love that song. I love her vocal yeah. on it. And I like what she, the, the, what she's trying with it. And so, yeah, I, I'm really hyped about this record. So I know I've talked about this record 
in the last like five minutes way more than I intended to, but that's what I'm excited about this week is the new Snowmount record. Uh, I am just imploring, please give it a listen to everybody <laughs> listening to this. Just go give it a try because I really think it's going to be something special. Yeah, so. no, I think it's I think it's going to be good too based off of these singles. Obviously, I don't follow her as closely as you do, um, but this album sounds good and i liked lush not enough to get it i definitely there was a few different times i thought about getting it uh it's a it's a good album and i may end up getting it one mm-hmm. day um i need to revisit it honestly and that's another thing listening to these singles and all is kind of making me want to revisit lush but i'm excited for this album too i think it's really good i think revisiting lush would be um a yeah. good choice. Uh, I I heard it. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, so I remember hearing Pristine a lot, which is really weird. We had like this local gas station. It's like in the Pittsburgh area called Sheets, and I was at a Sheets, and I would hear these random songs like Pristine. I kept hearing that, and like I've heard yeah. Snowmelt already, but just like this was like really like around you know. I don't know I'm trying to think like 2018 maybe. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it was it was just like hearing that at a gas station. I was like, oh, this is crazy. And then I would hear Lucy Vegas, like something off of her first record, not even Historian. It was like the one before Historian. Right. I was like, this is just wild. I'm hearing these songs out of sheets. And so, um, yeah, I, th- I think Lush is quite, quite, quite good. Um, yeah. My favorite song, I'm trying to think of my favorite song on there. I'm looking it up right now because I am at a blank. Um, but uh, Full Control okay. is probably one of my favorite songs on there, but the whole album itself is just really, really good. I think, I think she did an excellent job and to come out with this stuff. Um, definitely some growth. I, I didn't realize that she, how young she is. I think she's like 22 or 21. She's young. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, Jesus, like she's like really the song she was right. You know, if we look at lush way, it came out in 2018. Um, right. Cause I remember she was like 18 or 19 when that album came out. I remember when that like, album came out. Wow. Now that you say that, I think I remember knowing that she was under 20 when that album came out. I, I may be wrong, but that's that, that sounds right. That sounds very familiar to me. I think, and I think I was aware of that, uh, that it what that she was that young. Yeah. She's, she's got a lot ahead of her because this is, a, I mean, it's good. I would love to hear someone like her at Furnace Fest. I know it's like you might play in that like that emo ish kind of vibe a little bit, but I think someone like that, like, a, like one of the side smaller stages. You just want to like, see all your favorite bands at one festival. That's a Lollapalooza thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's more of a Lollapalooza thing, I would say, because they have some heavy bands at times. But yeah, I mean, it'd be cool, but. It's not what I'm going to furnace. I don't know. I have a mindset. Like when I go to furnace fest, I go for the emo, but even more than that, the hardcore metal core. Um, that's what, that's what furnace fest is to me. Um, so, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I guess it would be cool. I still say Julian Baker is emo enough, uh, that she could fit. I think so. Yeah. But yes, Discuss your music now. All right. So from, no, I, I you're totally, good. totally took over there. You're, for, you're good. So um, the my my every before I get to what I've like listened to and what's coming, my every time I die came in. Finally, let me tell you, I ranted about. I, I still I still stand on this. That 
I don't like it that bands are starting this trend of releasing like indie variants and special and special colored variants on release day to the general public and pre-orders are not even planned to release until later, which is what they did. It's what thrice has done and some others. And that bothers me in my mind pre-order. Now, if there's a delay, that's different. That happens, unfortunately, but I don't like it that bands are starting to plan it out that, Hey, we want you to pre-order, but guess what? general public will be able to get not just a black vinyl, but a special variant before we even plan on shipping yours out. I don't like that. Enough said, I got it. Um, it was not the variant I ordered. There was a, not the band's fault. There was a mess up between the record label epitaph and the pressing plant. So the really cool colored variant I wanted Ended up not getting made. And so it's, so, a, it's a blue, white marble variant. It doesn't look bad by any means, but what I wanted looked a lot cooler. Regardless, I got it. It's still a little. What was the mock looking like? Or what the, is the, the mock was more like this kind of pinkish splatter with blue. It's like this pinkish with like blue and like, um, it was like a dark pink. And then it was like a blue and almost this like purplish pink splatter marbly mixed in it looked really cool and it was like somewhat translucent it looked really cool didn't get it 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 didn't get made so that's not um so anyways what i got is still a special edition that the side d because it's a two it's a double album this the the fourth side side d is an etch it's an etching of artwork um, which I love etching on vinyl. I just do. So I'm still very happy. It's still a limited number, special edition from from Epitaph and King's Merch, I think is the name of it, or King's Road Merch. Um, so anyways, I got it. Awesome. Super glad to have it. The What's the etching on? No, is it like the not, eye? Like the... It's not really a certain thing. It's just like art kind of like artwork almost like a zigzag kind of i don't think it really stands for anything but it still looks cool and i like etching um so i'm glad to have it it's packaging is really really good so stoked for it that it came in um i did listen to the singles by snowmail so just real quick joining with you on that i was very impressed by those three songs um 112 to 100 phoenix came back and won so Yay for them. Granted, it's the Pelicans, which aren't very good, so they never should have been losing in this game, but they really came back in the fourth quarter. Um, so, yay. But anyways, back to side B, music. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it. I'm excited for Snail Mail, like we've been talking about, because I did enjoy those singles a lot. I expected it to probably be good from what you had said, but I was very impressed uh also an album so war on drugs came out we've been talking about that you you like it more than i do it's good it sounds good i describe it as though the 80s bruce springsteen and jacob dylan of the wallflowers because on some of the songs he really sounds like jacob dylan and the first 
like bit of the album has a little bit more of an Amer- Americana feel. The second half of the album seems to start to lean in a lot more to eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's why I say that kind of Bruce Springsteen eighties, it's good, but it's also like, nothing's like grabbing me. It's, it very easily falls in the background music for me. Yeah. I, um, his vocals remind me of like Bob Dylan mixed with, Tom Petty okay. here and there, yeah, uh, okay. at times, yeah, and the that the sounds new like Jacob Dylan, <laughs> <laughs> and it was Bob record, Dylan's son. For anybody that doesn't know, I, uh, yeah, know. I know one person doesn't know. It's an inside joke. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so, yeah. Well, but anyways, but um, so uh, I like it. I didn't get a chance to listen to it until ye- uh, yesterday. I've listened Wait, to yesterday. it three times. Yesterday or today, I've listened to it twice. Um, I listened to half of it Friday just because of like any working half a day. Um, then the, when we went to Pittsburgh, the car didn't have like an aux cable, it had just a CD player, so we we're kind of limited on music, right? Um, we didn't have CDs, so we had radio. Uh, but shout out, I heard Turnstile on the radio, like nice. local radio. I was like, what? All right, so um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it. Uh, that's kind of like what it reminds me of too, like eighties Bruce Springsteen, but more keys than Bruce Springsteen would have had. Let's right. say rock of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And that's uh, why I say it like uh, definitely, especially the second half of the album started to lean heavier into that eighties sound. I, I mean, I, I like it. I don't like it. Um, nearly as much as the last album that came out in like 2017, that one we were talking about uh, the last episode. Yep. Like it definitely just doesn't touch that one at all. Um, where I would put it, say overall, like I don't, I'll be honest, like I like it. I wouldn't buy it on vinyl. Um, right. I don't I even think I would put grow. this. I mean, it may. I mean, it's definitely not, I'm not going to just listen to you twice and call it a day, but. Mm-hmm. I don't see this being a record that would make my top list. I, I don't want to say top 10 because I don't know how long it's going to make it. I mean, even in an off year, because um, I know like the week I mentioned to you uh, in chat, like there's so many records this year that it's, it's going to be ridiculous and right. I'm not going to rank them or anything, but like this, this record, even like on an off year where I had maybe like seven, which would be, you know, seven to 10 is probably about normal for me. Maybe even towards the seven, most likely, because I usually don't have a ton. Um, but this record wouldn't probably even make it then. It's good, but it's not like, I'm not, I'm not going to be thinking like, like deeper in saying I really like, I think that record is, is very good, but this one is just kind of like, it's okay. It's good. It's a good yeah. record. It's a solid record. You know, I'll check out it here and there, but I don't see me revisiting it a bunch is kind of how I find it right now. Nope. Yep. Same. I could change my opinion, but that's kind of where I stand. Right. I do think it may be an album that grows on you, which is why I'm going to give it a few more tries probably over the next few weeks. But yeah, I'm not like in a hurry to listen again. On the flip side of that, a band that they're a smaller band. Uh, um, I think they may be on solid state or tooth and nail. I'm not sure. I'll try to look it up while I'm talking, but the debut album of the band Idol Threat came out this past Friday. And so I wanted to check it out. Uh, some people that I've, you know, I'm friends with mentioned it. So I was like, okay, 
Let me check this out. And it is good. I guess you would call it post-hardcore, you know, somewhat punk. I don't know. Um, I would call it probably post-hardcore, but it is good. They are um, they are on Tithino Records. I was right. So um, the new album or the debut album for them is called Blurred Visions. And it's uh, it at first I was like, wow, this is while the vote, while the voice doesn't sound like Dustin Kinsrew of thrice, this band sounds like thrice. It's definitely in that vein. It reminded me of the Visu era thrice and a little bit even of uh, artists in the ambulance thrice. It definitely has a good bit of screaming, some heavier parts uh, as I've listened to it more. Cause I've listened to it like four or five times now it also has a bit of a, uh, for people that are familiar with the band, My Epic has has kind of that feel too, which My Epic and that era of Thrice kind of run together in weight and definitely, I would say. So it's got that kind of feel, post-hardcore, good bit of screaming. It's, a, it's not heavy all the way through, but a little heavier. A lot of clean vocals too. Uh, so yeah, it's good. Blurred Visions by Idle Threat. They were not really on my radar, and it's a. I'm seriously considering buying it on vinyl. It is a good album, so that's definitely a top play for me. I'm not saying it'll make my top ten, um, but it's a good album. Now, not this coming Friday, but November twelfth. Do you know what comes out? We've already pre-ordered it. I'm thinking uh, November 12th. Um, yeah, we both have pre-ordered this album already, and I'm so excited for it. I'm trying to think, because I know I, I know I have a record coming out. Um, refresh my mind. Silent Planet Iridescent yes, comes out November it. 12th, and I am very excited. I've, I've enjoyed the singles. I don't think I've listened to all of them, actually. I think maybe all but one, but I... Re- as we've talked about them before on this podcast, I'm a big fan of them. You're a fan of them. I'm super excited for their new album. Um, And it comes out November 12th. Can't wait to get for it. That's gonna, that's one that I'm expect. I have very high hopes for. And much like every time I die, did not let me down. I'm expecting silent plan to not let me down either. That's like two weeks in a row that we have like at least, Something like as far as release wise to look forward to. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, let's, well, actually, three because technically we're both looking forward to the world on drugs. Yes. But uh, yeah, Snail Mail, and then of course, Silent Plan. Like, I definitely can't wait to, I know we won't get our records till next year, but uh, definitely looking forward to. I've definitely listened to all, all the singles. I think I've listened to all two or three. Yeah. But as I've mentioned in various group chats, I'm the type of person's like, I'll listen to the single. But I try not to judge the album as it because I would rather right. listen to the whole album as it's intended, just to kind of feel for it there. Especially Silent Planet, um, I'll definitely want to like check out the lyrics with it as well. Yes, which and everybody should listen to check out the lyrics for Every Time I Die. They are brutal as Every Time I Die is known to be, but oh my gosh, mm-hmm. are they hard hitting? It's uh, yeah, it's good. But yeah, Silent Planet is definitely a band that they care about the content 
a lot. Like they, I, I get the idea that their singer, lead singer, I think his name's Garrett Russell. Think, yeah, okay. Garrett Russell seems to put a lot into his writing. Uh, so, yeah, I'm so stoked for that album, and it leads me into I have since last week I have started thinking a little bit more about my list. I'm going to try to keep it at ten albums this year. Sometimes I struggle with that, uh, but I'm going to have to like have an episode and a half. Like I'll yeah. give two releases and you'll give one. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to put a cap day sometime in December that we'll do it. Um, and well, I, yeah, I'll tell you my cap, my, uh, my list will be done. I don't know when my list itself will be done or, or whatnot, but like I only, and you don't have to follow this format. Um, I only do releases from last December 1st to this November okay. 30th. That's a just good idea. because, if anything comes out in December, I more than likely haven't spent enough time with it to determine if it was worthy enough to be on, like, say, your year end list. Right. So at least um, anything, especially in November, like these couple of releases are, are things that potentially could make it. Right. Um, I'm with you there. Snowmail and Silent Planet. Right. And uh, this still gives me like you know time because I don't, I, take, I don't have any time that I have it done by for sure. I mean, right. I kind of know some albums are going to make it already. Yeah. Um, it's I'm with you there. So. Um, every t- the new Every Time I Die will very likely be on my top 10. I can't say for certain, but it very likely will be on my top 10. The Julian Baker album might be. It was really good. Billie Eilish's newest album might be. It was really, really good. Uh, every Time I Die is very, most likely going to be on there. This Idol Threat might slither in because it really caught me by surprise i really really enjoy it uh i mentioned last week i didn't say the name of it but i'll go ahead and say it um i don't normally have an ep on my top 10 but bebop doobies our extended play is it's it's an ep it's only an ep and it is in my opinion it is it is so perfect sounding to me. You know, people may disagree, but I love, I mm-hmm. liked her, you know, I liked her album before her full length that came out, but this EP is just so good. Four tracks. That's it. And I love it so much. As of right now, <laughs> it is on my top 10 list and it may stay there. At one, after I really start delving into making it, I'm not saying for sure, but there's a very good chance that I will have that EP uh, by by Bebadubi, which is a crazy name, Bebadubi. Uh, but I may have her EP, our extended play on my top ten. It is such a good four songs. Just uh, I like it so much. I think what surprises me most about your your end list that you're that you're kind of compiling right now, or or at least giving thought to um, right now, and kind of piecing it together, or some potentials. I, I think it's really surprising you put Limp Biscuit on there. No, still sucks. don't don't um, don't put that, that on me. me. Don't put that on me. They come out like with Limp Biscuit still sucks. Did they come Hell out? Yeah. Did they come out with an album this year? It it came out on Halloween, like really two days ago. I, yeah, because Scott told me about it. my friend Scott likes Slim Biscuit. Full disclosure, I don't know why, but he does, and <laughs> he, he's like, "Yeah, I'm definitely gonna listen to the new record." So it was coming out 
or it was supposed to release on Halloween night. So at some point it does. Yeah. It's, it's probably on streaming. I would imagine. Um, I'll search for it cause I can just delete it. <laughs> I don't want to just get my search history. No, it's that. Right. It's on I there. I may listen to it just for the heck of it, but yeah, no, um, I've not, I did not even know that they had come out with a new album. They are not any, Let me, uh, anywhere on my radar. L- Okay, I'm going to give you uh like to give you these three song titles. So uh first one, not 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 the worst one on the record, but Dirty Rotten Biscuit. Biscuit <laughs> is uh one of the song titles, so I like to throw that out there. Um wow. Oh, can't be just slightly worse, you know, slightly not as good as this one, which is called Snacky Poo. <laughs> Snacky Poo and uh my favorite from the album of, of titles at least is uh Turn It Up Bitch. <laughs> oh man oh wow wow wow, wow. fred durst ladies and gentlemen yeah fred um, durst did you listen to my boy Corey kilgannon I've, i know i've been pushing him hard i have not i i, th- I think I, I need to um send me a message about it tomorrow to like remind me in the morning i will because i'm actually all caught up with music and i have uh of at least probably one podcast in the morning, but after that, I it'll just be like whatever I want to listen to. So I think you'll um, like since it. I have no releases or anything to check out. I'll uh, give it a listen tomorrow at work. It is, it is twenty songs, but it's only fifty eight minutes long, which is still long for an album. But um, yeah, it's a lot. But he's very um, he's just. He took the Donda approach with this album. Okay. He's extremely prolific, and the whole album is about like a horrible year in his life. I think it was about I think it was two years ago. Anyways, it's like a horrible, and so like the album kind of runs the gamut of that year and the relationship he was in. Um, that's very much what the album is about. So, um, the good and the bad of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's worth listening. That's why I mentioned it again, Corey Kilgannon. Obviously, he's also a friend of mine, but I do think he's extremely talented. A lot of his past stuff was very Noah Gunderson. This is not as Noah Gunderson, but I think you'll still catch the why I say that uh, he reminds me of him uh, even on this album. So, yeah, check it out. Um, Last thing for me is I'm a huge fan of Frank Turner. He is from... He is from England. Big, big fan of his. He has a new album called, um, it's really FTCH, but FTCH stands for Frank Turner Hardcore, which was kind of something that was almost like a joke that he had kind of done years ago that had come out um, and kind of became like a logo for him. FT, um, sorry, FTHC, not FTCH. FTHC. So this album is called FTHC, which stands for Frank Turner Hardcore. He just released a new single. If I'm pronouncing the words right, it's non servium, S E R V I A M. And let me tell you, non servium is a banger. It's he has punk and hardcore roots, but this track is is punk it is blistering and oh man it's good non-servium great single it's the second it's the third single out on his up on the upcoming album uh so uh definitely definitely excited because man this album 
this song is so good. So yeah, that's my last thing to mention. Um, I also want you to check out Idle Threat because I think you may enjoy it. Maybe not as much as me. I can't remember how much you like my epic or not, but yeah. I've never listened to them, but I do like uh, artist and Visu area thrace yeah it's probably my favorite area of thrace um so yeah, yeah i'll give it a listen um send me both of those tomorrow i will i'll send you <laughs> and i'll be like yeah because what i'll do is i'll just check them out uh like i said i have a bill simmons and Teddy kornheiser for for the my morning like getting ready and then like when i get to work early in the day those that'll be what i listen to but then after that I have nothing since it's like not a new release and I'm through like I listen to Rolling Drugs right now. So I'm, I'm good with that record for, for the moment, but it's, I'm going to be like the, like I was with the Halsey record, which uh, the last week I've been listening to a lot actually. Right. Um, Cause I liked it when it came out. Well, at first I didn't like it, but then like after three plays on a, the same Friday, I was like, okay, this is actually a really good record. I didn't know you and never that, liked it from everything I heard. The first just, listen, I was like, eh. Okay. Yeah. Eh. At that, first, that is a good album. A friend of mine, well, actually, I pointed out while showing it to a friend of mine on the road trip to Furnace Fest, I played it for my buddy Caleb. And at one point, I pointed out this song's heavy Billie Eilish. And then his comment later in the that weekend, I think you brought it up or somebody brought it up. We were in the car and he was like, It sounds, that album sounds so much like Billie Eilish sound. And now I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> yeah. There are parts, but I don't think it, it does as a whole. As a whole, but I still um, now can't get it out of my head. How much of it? Yeah, that's like all you yeah. can think about when you when you right. listen to yeah. it. But I would say, like, like I've listened to, I think I listened to it like two or three times on vinyl this week for the first time. Like I had the record, I just had had not. I consider do I want to keep it? Do I want to hold on to it? Like what I want to yep. do with it? And finally, I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this thing. So I uh, I listened it's to good. it. Yeah, I've listened to it probably at least like six times in the last week. Not not vinyl, vinyl probably three, but then at least three or four streaming. So it's like I listened to it like seven times last week. So it's definitely gonna be it's gonna make the year end list at some point. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna. I don't. I mean, it's not my favorite record by any means, but just I definitely enjoy it. But definitely one of my favorite releases that came out this year, somewhere in the top. It's say, very good. It's team. It's very good. I don't have it on vinyl yet, just because I slept on it, and um, I'll probably end up getting it on vinyl at some point. I'm not going to buy your copy, but I'll probably get it on vinyl <laughs> at some point, unless you gave me like an insane deal, which I'm not going to even. I'm not going to like ask that of you with how much money you could you could rightfully get for it not even like uh, yeah it's just the, what that what that I, album is asking for um and to be in resale you know it's 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 worth it so um yeah it's a good album but anyways we have our episode that we said was going to be a short episode is getting close to two hours yeah um I wanted. I did just look up real quick to see it's back on the Urban Outfitters website. So I'll keep refreshing that tomorrow, yeah. and if they happen to restock it, I'll just buy it for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally that's what they do is like before they restock an item, it comes up back up on their site because it has not been back up on their site. Because I told you I'd keep an eye on it. For yeah, you. Urban Outfitters for like two weeks kept saying you need to buy it, and every time I would go, it wasn't there. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so like it hasn't been up there in a while because, like I said, I, I I check it every now and then just to see if it's up. Well, I just we were talking about the Howzy record. That's the one I have. So I thought, well, let me see if it's back up. Right. Like it popped back up. Yeah, that's so, another thing. Another reason could be a restock. Yeah, another reason why your, you know, rightfully goes as high as it does. It's a special edition from Urban Outfitters, different artwork and everything. So yeah, it's like yeah. it's kind of like that. Every time I die, I got is a even the. Even though the album artwork is the same, it's a special edition from Epitaph and uh, and I think it's King's Road merch, whatever the name of that company. I don't feel like looking it up right now, um, but yeah, it's a special. Yeah, I think edition. you're right. Yeah. They're doing Thrice's too, which is arriving at some point. So I have a bunch of new records to listen to. Like I listened to all the ones I purchased already on Friday, but I have like my Starfly record came nice. out, so I have that. Uh, I have um nice for you they're just it's not me yeah I know you're just yeah you're not now big on them uh, I ordered I realized that Kanye, I, do, I do need to listen to it though I haven't even listened to the new one so I need to it's I think it's worth a listen I I like I said I don't think you'll like it I I there's other records I think you'd like of theirs better than this one right um just kind of knowing you like I don't I don't see you enjoying this one as much as other ones but I would say at least give it a listen yeah um I have Valley Heart to check out. I have um, a seven-inch Kanye. What Valley Heart? Uh, everyone I've ever loved. Such a good album. I don't have it on vinyl, but it's it is. such a good album. Uh, I have. Uh, I ordered a Kanye seven-inch of uh, Wash Us in the Blood, uh, featuring Travis Scott. It was a something I guess he did on his website. So I saw it for like eighteen bucks, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, buy, 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 buy." So I got that today, and then. Um, uh, Allie and AJ started shipping some of the records. So one of my seven mm-hmm. inches that I ordered from them came in. So nice. I have those four I, things to listen to. I will, uh, I'll never just real quick. I will never, I followed, <laughs> I followed Jason Isbell on Twitter. Everyone should follow him. He he's great on Twitter. He's a great musician. He's also great on Twitter, which I need to give his new album, uh, the Georgia album, a play some plays through again. It's really good. But anyways, I don't want to delve into that. I've talked about that in previous episodes. Uh, but I, I remember this was several weeks back, but he, he tweeted that he was in an elevator with Travis Scott and Travis Scott had the coolest looking shoes. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I, if I remember correctly, it was like the dude's shoes are so cool or something like that was what he said. <laughs> That is awesome. He's actually a rapper that's grown on me more. Um, like I never disliked him by any means. There are always at least certain songs I liked, but uh, yeah, I was not a big fan of Astro for a long time. But I think it's a it's actually a really good rap album. I'll, I mean, you it's listen. Different. It's like a newer style. Yeah, rap. you listen to a lot more rap than I do. So Travis, oh, that's that's it. That's definitely Travis. Definitely probably Travis possible. Scott is not even someone I've really ever listened to at all. Um, so. He he started off and, and like I'm going to end up this, but he started off as like um, more of like a like a producer type thing. Like he right. produced a lot with like uh, he worked with Kanye West, and that's how I found right. out about him back yeah. in the day. And so like I heard a couple of the tracks he was on, and a couple we produced, and then he he started like it's kind of weird he blew up like he did because like I felt like he released his first two records, um, Rodeo. Or ro- no rodeo, sorry, mm-hmm. not radio. Rodeo and um, uh, birds in the trap, same night. And I felt like those went 
largely unlocked. Like no one really was like, oh yeah, those mm-hmm. records. I mean, the second one was I thought better than the first, but um, it's like not like everyone was like, oh man. And then like Astro came out, and it's like he blew up, and I was like, whoa, what what is this? Like, man, okay, so yeah. Those are my thoughts. Uh, it's cold as cold as hell here. Um, uh, I guess hell isn't cold. I don't know, but it's cold. Um, it's in the thirties tonight. So I had to bring out the black. Wow. So yeah, not looking forward to that. So, uh, I'm, I'm really tired. So if you have anything else to say, no, I think I'm good, man. We've gone, this cool. is going to be uh, just shy of two hours again. So, um, yeah, because we have about four minutes, and so four and a half minutes probably to trim off the front. So Yeah, it's going to be right. just shy of two hours. So anyways, that's our top plays. I will send you the links. I'll send you some Corey Kilgannon, Idle Threat, and I'll send you the link for um, Frank Turner so you can check it out, especially that one song. Uh, it's so good. It's such a punk banger. It's so good. But yeah, Um and I will, I'm going to keep listening to, new, to the smell, snail mail singles. Uh, and, uh, and I am excited on Friday when that full album comes out. I'll definitely be listening to it. No, oh, same. That, that's one, like, if I happen to be up after midnight, I'll start playing it that night. But right. I, I can never count on that. <laughs> I will be up after midnight because I'll be working Thursday night at the bar. Yeah. So if I remember, I'll listen to it on the way home. 